How do you feel about April Fools on the internet? Where where do you lie in that camp? Cuz today's April. It. You hate it. I hate it. <sighs> I feel like most most people hate it. Who likes April Fools anymore? That's the thing. So I, I think that it has become popular. The predominant opinion is to not like April Fools on the internet. And I like have a complicated view of that because I kind of sit on the fence. I think that April Fools really got out of hand with a lot of like really bad marketing and like capitalism and and like people making not funny jokes and things being annoying and like all that I think is why people don't like it because it makes the internet harder to use for a day, right? Mm-hmm. But there I think over the last decade we've seen like some really fun or funny or interesting things happen. Uh, as an excuse on April first, and I hate that we're we're losing that creativity because the gen because it went too far. It went too far, and now we are overcorrecting to just uh, hate on it instead of accepting bits and pieces of it. You know why I, ha- I hate it? Because you hate it's fun. Like what J- it's like what Jerry Seinfeld said once. You know he hates it when the normies try and be funny when they try and do humor disgusting they do a terrible job at it <laughs> when normies do humor it is pretty bad and i can say as a bona fide normie not funny um anywho i <laughs> i went from not caring about the fact that reddit reinstated place today and uh after after five years which is something that i thought was really cool last time uh mostly because of the experiment of it all uh but also because we we got like arteezy's face immortalized on it which i thought was funny uh and today i was ignoring it for most of the day just being like oh i'll, I'll click in i'll you know i'll help out a little bit we'll see what's going on uh but as soon as the work day wound down i'm like this group needs a leader and if there's one thing i like to do it is organize people so now there's like a discord and a couple more reddit threads like a whole whole thing that i feel like some kind of uh, responsibility over, which is stupid. Really? It's so stupid. I, I, I should walk did away. I not know that you felt that way. That's very interesting to me. So some people took, uh, some people out of the community, like, made a new Discord and, like, are trying to help each other. It's a small group of people. But, like, they don't have, like, a, a unified voice, really. And they didn't have, like, a like a means of promotion. So I'm like, hey, y'all, I can, I can help you out. Here's, and I walk into it and then suddenly it's like I'm some kind of manager at a McDonald's. And it's like, okay, here are action items. Here's what we got to do. We're going to make a thread. We're going to do this. And now it's, it's like... If fucking i think i'm broken because everything i have to do is like looked at from like a work perspective like how do we organize these people to be effective at doing a thing together (laughs) um instead of just having fun like i'm turning this into a job now uh which i should probably talk to my therapist about and not you um (laughs) well i did my part i want you to know i placed two tiles that's more than i placed last year or five years ago, whatever, uh, <laughs> when I placed absolutely zero. So, you know, better than ever. Thanks, Cap. Good stuff. How's uh, how's life in Sweden? I know that people are probably like, hey, you guys didn't do a podcast last week, and that's a fair criticism. So, <laughs> sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it, time zone differences. It, it's weirder because I'm also on NA, 
so we but it being on NA time is actually not good for either of us because I NA time happens like in your afternoon evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it happens my very late at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. by the time I get back, I'm fucking done. So I'm going straight to sleep, and uh, and so my daytime before work when I would be available is usually when you're asleep. So yeah, it's true. It's, uh, and it- rough. In addition to that, uh, I've been I've been having a, a, a busy week because we uh, there's an unannounced signing that I don't think anybody here will really care about. It's for like a Brazilian uh, influencer streamer who was oh in who was in Los Angeles, uh, and I was I was mobbing around with with him, uh, doing going on some hikes and. I took an elect to Sugarfish because it was an excuse for me to expend Sugarfish. I don't think anyone from Liquid's going to hear that. Um, don't tell my bosses. Um, but like, <laughs> wait. So why 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 were you in charge of taking care of him? It's less taking care of him and more like we were filming. We we were filming like parts of an announcement video in Los Angeles, so it, it it required you know a little bit of a crew, and I was helping organize it, and then I realized that um I I liked this person, so it it would be fun to spend some time with them. So we uh we did a little Los Angeles tour yesterday. We hung out in the LA River. Um, the cops got mad at us. It's fine. Um, <laughs> went on a hike, did some things. So uh, I've I've also been a little bit a bit a little bit of a busy boy. Uh, a little bit of a busy boy. So I haven't even been watching much DPC aside from just catching up on the Liquipedia pages. That's that's the extent of my DPC knowledge. I should disclaim that I don't know anything that has happened in Southeast Asia before we start talking about Dota. I just want to be really upfront about that. To the viewers. Uh, okay, you want to talk about DPC? Um, I want you. I want you to let me know if there's whatever. anything that I should know about. Have Have I missed anything in two weeks? Like the season's almost halfway over. Have I missed anything that I should care about? Like just just cliff notes. Uh, like 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 I'm cramming for a for well, a session. I'm sure you already know liquids one and two. <laughs> I know that I'm sure one. You're aware of that one. I know that one. Has, uh, have, have Have we talked about publicly that like everybody had COVID? For the secret game, and the OG game. Uh, no, I speci- that specifically. Uh, okay, so I knew about it as well. Uh, but I was specifically told not to say anything about it. Hmm. Um, but then Matumba Man said on a the most recent post game interview that he was, uh, still rec- he was recovering from COVID or has COVID, and then somebody else was also sick on the team i think it was boxy and i think it might have been more um but that's allegedly i don't know anything um (laughs) so so he he pointed to two people um yeah it was obviously more but that uh that's a whole thing i saw i saw Uh, a thread on reddit that was like yeah all doom and gloom everybody who is all the old blood are 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 bad at dota now Uh, praise be to to the new kids and I'm like, well, that's quick to jump to that conclusion. We're still going to go to the major. ESL sent me a thing if I want to register to go to Sweden for media. And I oh. and I think I'm going to do it, but I don't know how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to fit it into my schedule. So, <laughs> Well, there's no harm in registering, I'm sure. I guess. You know. So, 
So a tub of man said people were sick. Liquid are one and two. Uh, Talon's winning, I guess, in Division Two. Arkosh is one and two, so they have the same record as. Yeah, Arkosh. Uh, Arkosh sucks right now. They they suck big big bad big bad. They uh they're two and two now. So oh okay. They okay. actually got their second win. And they also lost against two of the best teams, I would say, in the lower division. So, uh, but just because of that, expecting them to stay in lower division unless they can fix their goddamn shit. Uh, China is on break because of COVID lockdown. I heard about um, that. Shanghai is like shut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're shut down for like two weeks, basically. Um, how so does no Chinese matches going on right now? How does that affect? Uh, is there enough of a gap before the major to let the Chinese season finish? Because there's normally like three weeks after the conclusion before the major starts, right? I would guess that they're doing um, a condensed. I'm presuming it's going to last a little bit longer, but I'm sure they're doing more of a condensed schedule. If I had to guess, gotcha. So. Um, speaking of schedules that are confusing to me, uh, is is there a plan for the Eastern Europe region? Uh, not to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure the plan right now for the major is no Chinese teams, no Eastern European teams. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's not great. I mean, cause like China, like how do you get people from China? Like they, they, they are, I think unlikely. I think it's a hard task for for you to ask them to go to an international event and potentially not be able to go back home for like six months or some shit, maybe even longer. So that that is the current situation. I think they'll do it for TI, but I don't think majors will have Chinese teams um, given the, the current situation that's happening there. So, whoa. Yeah. I don't I don't th I think this is the first time that I'm really hearing about that. I should probably read more news. That is Does that just put like a whole asterisk on the entire year? Yeah, kind of. I mean, uh what I have to imagine is that um it so we know just due to international events that like it's really hard for like if the Chinese teams want to leave China, like they could potentially not be there. Like they they could potentially not be going back home mm -hmm. for months and months and months. That I think is unreasonable uh, to expect them to do that. So, what I'm expecting to happen is that the Chinese teams are going to decline the major, and then uh, Valve will set up some sort of Chinese uh, invitational for TI. That is what I'm expecting to happen. But I am literally just going off of international events and pretty much zero uh internal knowledge so i've i have no insider knowledge here for for this sort of thing i just think that like i don't know how you like unless chinese teams all of a sudden like just in mass start moving outside of their own region uh because they're all based in shanghai as well so yeah i i just don't see it happening especially since china can be a relatively closed circuit right like all the more reason that they don't feel compelled to go outside of their region, you know? So it's, uh, it's messy. 
and then Eastern Europe is is shut down, and there is nothing else going on right there because uh, Ukraine is definitely still happening. Not only does uh, the time zones not want us to do a podcast, uh, I think my internet doesn't want us to do a podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do a lot of editing there to make that better. But people just okay. probably heard you turn to a robot, then a hard cut, then me start talking again. The situation with not having two major regions at the majors almost certainly going to be a giant bummer i think that's that that is the easy brain dead takeaway and how we get there is going to be confusing but like uh, i heard um is is this situation going to be even more of an incentive to change the dpc season for next year to something different Yes, so yeah, um, I don't, I don't know how that's gonna change, but there is apparently uh, news that it is going to change. Uh, another thing that somehow this is public, but nobody has actually said anything. So I well, I know why because it was part of the NADPC, and not very many people watched that, and. Even fewer people watch the panels in between games. Uh, but Crit, in a post-game interview, said that he was told there's going to be a new DPC season. Uh, like some sort of new format. There's something new going on next year. What a weird thing to say in a post-game interview. How did that yeah, come we, up? How, like, uh, like what, what questions even, even teed him to be like, oh, yeah, we're probably going to like change the whole thing next year. Like that, that, That's not something that you just casually throw away into the audience on broadcast. I think we we're asking about the process of like staying, like how to train when you just like, because if they're not facing up against the other two, like TSM and, uh, and Quincy crew, they should just 2-0 slaughter everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that didn't exactly happen last year, and it didn't even necessarily happen this year, but it should happen, right? And they did 2-0 slaughter somebody, and I think we did kind of ask, like, what's the, you know, like, we the, here's this DPC, what's training like, how do you maintain on top, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Who do they even practice against? Like, there's three teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, well, they can't practice against them because that's their future opponents, so, you know. So it's um yeah but yeah he said there's going to be a new DPC next season. So and by next season I mean next year. So uh who knows what that looks like. Uh he didn't seem like he knew details. He just knew that there was something new that was going to happen. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Checked Reddit. Nobody said anything about it. <laughs> I was like, weird. Okay. That probably Did I just... hallucinate that whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> that probably means that just no one is, wa- like you said, no one's watching the post-game interviews of, of NA, which is... Yeah. But but hold on, that that that's confusing to me, because people are complaining about the lack of post-game interviews for NA, but when something interesting happens on a yeah. post-game interview, no one is talking about it. So how, how, how do we square that circle? Like, like, what's... Is it just people liking to complain about stuff? Yeah, kind of. Uh, that, I mean, the whole not having a post-game interview literally happens because, well, it's from the player side that complains. Uh, I don't really think that there are too many people, viewers, spectators-wise, that would complain about that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just and, and it's just because like we were going from series to series so ultimately it's like we just cut the post game interview to be able to start the next series faster and get to that content sooner it was uh i you know like basically that's just like a production decision that people get mad at but it, honestly it is what it is um I'm, I'm i don't feel that bad about it it wasn't a good decision uh i think it, it was the wrong decision but understandably like people forget it's basically like that post-game interview or the pre-recorded content that was already there like basically one thing is one segment is going to get cut and both of them feature player uh like stories Mm-hmm. It's not like post-game guy, game interview got cut and there was nothing else in place of it. There was pre-game content that was also... We also had a video with, uh, I think it was like Bloody Sky um, that also needed to go down. And it was it was a nice story, actually. It was like how basically, like, um, how his mom uh, it really supports him and how she's super excited um, about the fact... She tells all her friends and stuff that, like, this is what he does. He plays this game uh for a north american team uh and you know like it was it was nice uh granted i think the the post you know the wild card win over four zoomers and that post game interview was probably better content but like you know it's understandable production production made that decision before the game was even decided you know like so it's just one of those things i mean condolences rather that's what i mean (laughs) condolences for how chopped up all this audio is going to be. Someone will listen to it and they'll be like, mm, Joey, you did a bad job this week. And to you, I say thank you for paying enough attention to notice. Uh, probably more attention than you're paying to the NADPC, if we're being honest. But I mean, I <laughs> do you, are we seeing an increase in other DPC viewership now that there is collectively less Dota going on because we have a whole region that's not playing. So like, are any of those views being distributed because people just want to watch Dota or are they just like poof disappearing? I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know, but what I do know is that the empty space is aggravating people because the whole DPC was supposed to be this idea of like, games were always going on even if they weren't games that you cared about say it's not a region you care about or it's a lower division you don't care about that like there was always games going on but now there's no eastern europe so there goes div one div two there goes china all of a sudden that's on hold div one div two so all of a sudden you have uh 32 teams that are no longer playing Um, you know, and that is obviously going to cause some big gaps in the schedule. And so now the DPC feels even slower than it did before. This is something I actually, I've, I've already talked about this whole topic because I did a podcast with OG, Mm -hmm. uh, where it was Johan, their CEO, uh, and Kyle. And all I got was the information was that Kyle was like, Hey, you want to go on the OG podcast with me? (laughs) <laughs> and I get there, and all of a sudden, I I learned that the podcast is about us critiquing the DPC system. What? What? Hold I was just like, oh, okay. That's that's that, something uh, you want to prepare for. Like you you want to have cogent thoughts, or like sound smart, or like you know that's that someone was being a bad producer. It's either also, OG I'm the only or... person that has any uh like valuable relationship with Valve. Let's put it this way. The relationship that I have with Valve is probably more important to me than to anybody else in that call, right? Oh, yeah. 
So And you're also the only one like I'm, actively I'm just like, oh Jesus. You're the only one who's like actively kind of participating in the broadcast too, right? Like I mean, sure they have a team that's playing, uh, so they can kind of talk about it from that perspective, but like how sure. how crazy yeah. do you really want to be about your your job? Um so what what did you guys talk about? Like did, did you just deflect? Yeah, a lot of things. Just basically, it was no, it was it was uh, the format was is that their CEO JMR uh, would act as Valve, and the three of us would act as you know who we are and give our complaints to Valve. Um, so we basically just set up all the reasons why, like all the things that we think the DPC could improve upon. Um, obviously, No Tail and Kyle were probably. Um, pretty heavy-handed and were pretty focused on the player side, um, which I talked about as well. My biggest thing is that, like, um, the thing is, is that, like, I didn't shy away from it just because, like, I thought all my points were very fair and rational. And if I can't be, like, fair, reasonable, and rational, um, and, and like, in my uh, public messaging uh, yeah. uh, about and to Valve, then, like, I don't really want to do this, right? If I don't think they would get mad at what anything that I said, but if they did, you know, like, okay, well, I don't really care, I guess. Like, if I can't do the bare minimum of being myself, uh, and, because I think I'm, like, I mean, you know me, I think I'm a, a fairly, like, fair and rational person. Like, you've heard me on this show, and you've heard me off the show, right? Like, whenever I talk about things on this show, I make an effort always to be, like, fair, uh, whenever i can even if i have my own personal gripes and complaints about things for me it's it's you know and it's not just like knowing it's just kind of who you are um you you know that being aggressive is not the way to like fix things or even like go about things or market yourself right so like every everything like you know sometimes it can be impassioned because you feel strongly about something but i think when uh, where a lot of people tend to mess up is where that 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 passion feels like an attack and and i think that i've heard you like make an attack on or off the show like twice at the most maybe <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe it's a little bit more i definitely have some shit to complain about you know what ellie recently told me she was like she's like you know some something's going on with you you're just a lot angrier than normal lately and it was Ooh. like i wasn't angrier to, towards her she was just like you're angry at things in general and I did a reflection, and I realized I've had a lot of bad shit happen to me over the last, like, six months. And it's, uh, and not all of it I can, some of it I can reference on the podcast, uh, but, like, not all of it I can directly talk about. But it's like, man, I, like, I didn't realize how much bad shit has happened in the last six months that really pissed me off. And, uh, I've got some active gripes and complaints with people. Does, does knowing about it or being able to, like take stock of it to help you temper it because i feel like for yeah, me it's, it's always helpful to be like oh i realize that i'm feeling this way because uh all these things have happened and like it, it helps me just kind of like shift perspective a little bit yeah it, well I, i'm not sure if anything that i've done or said um so far would change in that regard Mm-hmm. Um, but it does at least make me aware of that fact that, like, I'm kind of in that state when it comes to, like, problems that come up. So, uh, 
so I'm at least aware of it, and you know, I'm just trying to accept the fact that like six months down the line, I'll probably feel different about things. Um, and you know what? Like that, maybe that actually may have changed my decision making in something quite recent, actually. Um, the major talent, that whole mystery situation that's going on. I have a little bit more information about what's Ooh, going on. I'm excited. Like more people are being hired including like I've, I've already stated I should be hired um, and I have a different role and that sort of thing. But I actively um, took a step, a, the most formal step I could take in trying to steer, um, in basically trying to get somebody hired. And I've never done that before. Um, and the reason why is because I like most of the time I don't really feel like it's my place. But this time around, I felt like basically I was like, why? Like the community would be happy. I think it would be right, the right play. And like ultimately, the reason why I usually don't do these things is that I trust other people to make the decisions that they want to make. You know, like it's their job, it's their judgment, like mm -hmm. whatever. I'm like very hands off on this sort of thing, but. Ultimately, I felt like if this was a situation where maybe people didn't like fully understand um, the the scene quite enough, and like maybe my like my input could help in some way. And I've never done that before. Also, like like I I would never do that most of the time anyway because that's also like where the whole like talent cabal thing is, you know. Like ultimately, people make this uh, this whole talent cabal thing, but I think talent actually very very rarely ever say anything about this this sort of thing to a tournament organizers. Yeah, I mean, but if that's the one time I did, and, and you know what? It's funny. It's gonna be it, like the announcement is gonna come out, and like the, people are gonna be like the opposite of the talent cabal. They're gonna be like, oh, finally, you know. Uh, and the truth was, is the talent, like the literally the most talent cabal thing that I've literally ever seen or been a part of in this scene is what's probably going to do that. If so, the talent cabal yeah. was real, I would be asking you for more work. <laughs> like, like let, 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 let's be straightforward about that. If the if the talent cabal was real, you would see my face on something because it'd be like, yo, Austin. <laughs> if like, talent cabal was real, I would be getting more work. <laughs> I want to work, you know, like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'd be looking out for me first, Joey. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you, can, you can get down to like three or four. Right? Maybe I'll be fifth. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the SL announcements, but mostly because I've I've heard some some gripes and complaints behind the scenes that I can't talk about. Uh, and I and I want to know what they did. And maybe I'll be in Sweden. Maybe not. Um, at this point, I think my focus is just making sure that uh, Liquid is in Sweden. That'll that'll be. That'll be the most important thing for me. <laughs> well, hopefully your team turns around their whole season and wins four uh, series in a row and goes five and two. They just, That's the dream right now. They just they just lost a Seeker and OG, who are like objectively two of the best teams, right? It's fine. Yeah, there's still uh, Gaming Gladiators and Team Tundra, who are objectively on the top two spots right now. But uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry. I, the the, the <laughs> Tundra's a myth, and gaming... gaming Tundra's a myth? Tund yeah, with global warming, Tundra is becoming a myth. <laughs> Tundra's a myth, and Gaming Gladiators is, is still the most ridiculously named... I, I was going to say the most ridiculously named team, but then the little... 
fucking brain inside of me was like, you can't say that in good faith, Joey, because Nigma exists. So, yeah, Nigma's Nigma's not doing so hot. I I just defended them on Reddit. It's uh, it's weird times. You know, like uh, the whole OG podcast. I had this conversation. I had this conversation basically that mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I said the DPC is not structured quite correctly because if you as Valve want the best teams at TI then you want a format that is similar to TI and Majors uh, for the teams qualifying to their to that spot in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So TI is all about, like, multiple matches in a short period of time. Well, the DPC couldn't be more opposite of that, right? The DPC is yep. one match, one week, you know, like that. Those are different skill sets. So if you want the best teams at TI, right? And and all of Reddit, of course, would like agree with this when I talk about like Alliance and Aster and everybody's like, oh yeah, those teams suck, boo, boo, bad DPC. But then I try and I, I look at the other side of the coin and I say, look at Nigma. They are a fantastic team on land. They actually like in this last uh this last tournament that we had, whatever the fuck it was called, Gamers Galaxy, uh, they look like ten times the team that they do online. And the same thing happened at the Animator, you know? And the same thing happens most land tournaments they go to, is they just look like a much better team when they show up <laughs> compared to DPC online stuff, right? And uh, and I'm like, you know, like, this is an example of, like, the other side of the coin. A- 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 Alliance and Aster, you know, like, they get in one game a week, but then they show up at land, and those that same skill set doesn't seem to work for them. But Nigma is the opposite of that. Everybody's like, "What, can- bro? Can't you just give in already? Nigma's trash. Like, can you just accept that? Why don't you call them bad on broadcast?" I'm just like, because I genuinely don't believe that. Because I have the fucking eye test of watching decades of Dota at this point, and I see Nigma, and they're not a bad team. We just watched the land. Did anybody else watch that land tournament? Like, did anybody else see how good Nigma was in some of those games? Like, remember, I'm so confused. Remember Why how that whole team, trash? the whole team turned it up. The whole team turned it up, and it was fine. And, uh, and, it's frustrating, like, you know. And I'm just, you know, that's just an example of like the other side of the coin to like support my argument or whatever. But people are just like lost their fucking minds and you know what that is it's fanboyism driving the fucking scene i hate fanboyism it's become this thing over the last two years that i just fucking can't stand because fanboyism nigma fanboys drove these other people so fucking crazy now they hate nigma no matter what and they'll just do anything to have the worst opinion of nigma because the nigma fanboys went so fucking crazy you know it's craziness on both sides now nobody has a rational take Man, I just, um, at least Valve is doing something right. Because you know what Valve does? What's that? Valve pays for all of the players who qualify for an event to go (laughs) to an event. Have you... It's 2022. Imagine being an esport and not paying your players, not providing the fucking uh, spending to buy their travel flights and hotels and stuff to get to the tournament that you want them to participate in. 2022. Imagine not doing something like that. (laughs) So I'm assuming you've heard about the EA news with the Apex Global Series Championships, which is happening pretty soon in Sweden. 
please tell me there's some context that I don't know about this because I know very, very little. I just know the headline. That's all I know. <laughs> so please tell me that there's like, they weren't like literally like, no, buy your own flight to Sweden, right? EA, they, they chose to not pay expenses for all the teams to go to Sweden. So, so 40 teams. 40 okay. teams. Apex is a team of three people and generally is a coach. So you say like at the bare minimum, there's four people there uh, for 40, 160. They're looking at 160 teams from across the globe. And in Apex, um, kind of similar to Tier 2 Dota, there are not a lot of organizations who are sponsoring all 40 of these teams. Like when you look at at the PUBG World Championships, every team has a has a has a some kind of team that you probably recognize, even if they're one of the smaller ones. Apex is a bunch of teams that are named like Pop Tarts because they think it's funny, not because Kroger is sponsoring them, right? Um, so with that, there's a lot of teams that like don't have the backing of TSM or Hundred Thieves or Liquid or Alliance or what have you, right? So you would assume that it would be a priority for Apex to get these forty teams over to Sweden, um, and EA was like, "Nah, man." <laughs> You guys gotta That's get a lot of money. You guys gotta get to the tournament. You guys gotta get to the tournament. Now, uh, this spurred a lot of like arguably funny commentary for me. My favorite notion was the idea that the Apex uh, championship was just only for rich teams. Um, <laughs> like like no poor people could go to the events to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it took it took EA forty eight hours to put out a tweet that said I'm going to read it to you uh, at Play Apex Esports this is via Electronic Arts we've heard your feedback regarding travel as a result we've made the decision to cover travel expenses for all starting players participating at live events for the remainder of year two see you in Stockholm okay <laughs> Which is just the three-man roster, right? Like, if you want anything above yeah, that, no, I'm no pretty sure that, that no you know. No manager, no coach, nothing. So let's let let's have a comparison here. Um, PUBG, easy comparison, right? They sent uh, the full team, uh, two coaches, a media person, and Who? had an extra person. They have two coaches. They 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 let you have up to two coaches go with you. They were sending like seven people and putting them up. Uh, Dota, most events, you get the full team, the coach, and a manager, and sometimes you can also get a content person, depending on the org and the situation, unless it's TI, in which case every team gets an entire box, which is like 40 to 50 tickets that they get distributed, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Where the, the upcoming... Meanwhile, Talon have to beg for one. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, buddy. Please, sir, I, I just want my wife to be able to join me. For this week-long event, please. <laughs> can can she? Okay, she can stay in the hotel with me. Can she just get a ticket? Like just just a single <laughs> ticket. That's that's all that I need is a ticket. I will pay for the flight. Um, you yeah. just be allowed in the VIP area. No, regular commoner area only. You're working here. <laughs> um, League of Legends. Uh, LCS is having their their uh, spring playoffs in Texas. Um, mm -hmm. full team plus four coaches plus a media person. Damn. So, 
Uh, and a VIP area for extra people like investors or team owners and stuff like that. Um, you don't hear stories about this in esports much anymore because even like the Clash Royale championships pays for everybody <laughs> to go out there. And Apex, I know that we yeah, don't... Yeah, Mobile Legends Bang Bang paid for people to come out to Singapore or whatever, you know? I, I know that we don't talk about Apex a lot, but the reality of Apex is is that if you had to, like, rank the top 10 esports by, like, you know, viewership and earning, it's in the top 10. And I know that there's, like, you know, a, a like a chunk behind, like, League, Dota, Counter-Strike, like, and then there's, like, a little bit of a cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Valorant is in that top four, and this is like kind of a cliff. But like, Apex is pretty big. Apex is not small, even if you've forgotten about it. Uh, especially in Japan, if you didn't know that. Fun fact: Apex is giant in Japan. Uh, and and EA was like, "Yeah, this esports thing, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you guys could pay to go to the event. It just feels so tone deaf, uh, which makes sense because it's EA. But like, how did this happen?" I don't know, man. So, so somebody higher up the chain was like, "What is this travel budget? Can't we just save all of this money? It'll look really good if I can save this money. I'll probably get a bonus <laughs> if I could go ahead and put us in the green." <laughs> yeah, and these these are like Ridiculous. worldwide teams. I'm not even talking about just American teams. I'm talking about like you know the squad that like won the Mexican Cup or like you know the the people who it's a worldwide event. Yeah, that's uh pretty insane, pretty tone deaf, pretty fucking EA right there. Let me just say, like uh, you know everything that I hear about all the other developers, like I fucking love Valve. I love that Valve does Dota 2 because you know what? I have so many complaints, but like, god damn, they're the best of all of them, you know? Of all the developers that I know of and have heard of, it seems like they're the best. I, 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 you know what? I haven't heard about Rocket League. Yeah, I wonder how they do. I wonder how they do. But any of the these big ones, nah, they they all just seem dog shit. Do you know that Rocket League is rapidly becoming one of the largest esports in North America? Oh, I know. I've been I've been keeping my eye on Rocket League. I'm not like not in an eye. Nobody think I'm like actually gonna jump over to do Rocket <laughs> League. I'm not a, I'm not interested. I don't think I would be good at that. But um, I have been keeping my eye on there because those numbers that they get are pretty bonkers. And obviously, it is like a fucking dream to sell for. What an easy fucking one to one to be able to get sponsors on. You know, it's fucking soccer with cars. And you know what? We can brand the fucking cars like Jesus Christ. And the arena. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they made that esports specifically to get fucking advertisers. It's insane. I always think about Rocket League as like a game that's just kind of it exists. And it it really had to have other people tell me like, no, Joey, like, I mean, RLCS is like doing more numbers than ever. And actually like kind of with Fortnite uh, petering out a little bit and kind of with Counter-Strike petering out in North America, a lot of people are actually finding themselves in Rocket League. And then I went, Rocket League? And then they're like, yeah, Rocket League. A lot of Americans are playing Rocket League. Um it's probably the ge- it's probably the single competitive tile that I truly know the least about. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I was actually talking to uh, Lyrical the other day about uh, what he would do when we were at Gamers Galaxy. I was like, you know, what, what would you do if, like, Dota died? And, like, where would you go? Uh, and he said he would probably try and go over to uh, Rocket League. He said that, that would be the game because he plays a fair amount of it and it's fun to watch and stuff. Like, it is. Uh, like, I've, I've watched uh, their, like, world championships before. And, like, it's it's very easy to pick up on. Uh, I can't imagine there are like too many complexities past what I'm I'm seeing. Um, so you know, like I just pick it up, start watching. It's enjoyable. It's easy. What's interesting to me about Rocket League is that uh, when I when I watch most competitive games, uh, Counter Strike, Apex, League of Legends, Dota, Valorant, PUBG, I can kind of put even fighting games. I can kind of put myself in place of the player and see like that's a really sick play. If I got really lucky, I could probably do that, right? When I watch Rocket League, the it almost breaks my brain how they play that game and how vastly different it is from my own ability to drive the car around that map that I would have to train for hundreds of hours to get even a small percentage of, of what that game looks like. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I've never played it. I've never touched Rocket League. I've only watched it. Interesting. Uh, I, I probably have less than 10 hours in it and went, I guess this is fun at parties. Uh, but but not for me. A lot of Rocket League friends, though. Do you want to keep going around, like, the eSports horn? Because there's also, like, the, the Apex Rocket League. Uh, there's fun Valorant news and Riot kind of being shitty. Have you heard, uh, have you heard what's going on with, with, with Sean Garris? <laughs> Talking about developers being shitty. Like, holy shit, man. You know, like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Valve just wants, like, for for my understanding anyway, Valve just like wants the the best people that they think are there for the job, and they're not gonna play like a whole lot of politics in that regard. You know, you just you get a message, they're like, hey, come to TI, you know, here's here's what we'll pay you, and it's like great, you know, like uh, I e even when it came to the pay raise, we negotiated a pay raise last year, it was, I think. It, the back and forth emails total up to like five, you know, it's very easy, very yeah. straightforward. They, ultimately, they just want the best people for the job that, you know, and it may not be like the best people that like the community thinks or whatever, but like Valve just thinks like these people are good. You bring them like they don't play any fucking political games like this bullshit that Riot is pulling. Jesus. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that at all for people who don't no, know the you situation? Elaborate. Oh, fine. You tell me. Take a big drink of your water. Um, Sean Garris, um, whose wife is now one of my coworkers, which is super exciting. Um, completely unrelated. Um, Sean Garris, giant North American Counter Strike personality, player, does a bunch of stuff in the scene. Beloved, right? Switches on over to Valorant last year to really do a lot more casting responsibilities uh, as the game is growing for their first like serious year of online tournaments in VCT Valorant uh, Championship Tour. Right? They were they were in like near the start of that fucking game. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He he is he is caring, and then uh, all everything for VCT uh, Tour Two, which is this year, is coming out. And there's, he's doing a little bit of work, and he doesn't get hired for what is essentially the the major. 
doesn't get hired for the major, which is happening this month in Iceland. And the community, himself included, goes, are you, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, this guy is, is literally the best caster we have, I think. And then um, everyone likes him. And, uh, yeah, why, why, would you not, why, why would you not hire him, Riot? And then Riot, in classic Riot fashion, goes... It doesn't say anything because it doesn't matter and they never will. Uh, so there's just an outcry on the internet uh, of like free Sean Gares, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. All this drama bubbles up and eventually he lands at 100 Thieves as a coach, which, by the way, super great PR win for 100 Thieves great PR win. They get someone who's probably going to actually be a phenomenal coach, who's kind of been burned by Riot, and also has all this community love behind him for a team that they're trying to rebuild because they failed to make Masters. Uh, or the the Major, which they call Masters. Uh, <laughs> great PR win. Phenomenal PR win for 100 Thieves. Uh, they, they get Sean Garris and DDK. Uh, DDK being the play-by-play in their duo. Mm-hmm. Um, basically both, both of them had been like not hired for certain things. And mm-hmm. this seems to have been the, the last straw. And, uh, they ultimately felt like it wasn't, um, and, and, you know, this is, we, this is something we kind of talked about like, um, last podcast. And it's because this whole thing had been kind of going around. Basically it just doesn't seem like casting is a viable career. If you just want that upward trajectory, it doesn't, it's not like a full-time, like, you know, full lifelong career like it is in sports, you know? So many casters, basically, if you have the drive and want to be able to make more money and be in a more powerful spot of some kind, you if you have ambition to go up the ladder of some kind, you no longer become a caster. You become a content creator, full-time streamer, or you become you go on to the team organization side, or you go on to the production side of things. Mm-hmm. But you do not stay in casting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not great. So that transition's been made. Um, there's there's been like some commentary about like uh, trying to analyze the situation from like Riot's point of view or Sean's point of view. And my my quick thought on it is Sean made the fatal mistake of speaking out against Riot. That's a thing you don't do. Mm. I think if I had to give any advice to anybody who wants to work with Riot, probably in any capacity, they like people who tow the company line. Don't criticize their shit at all especially not if you're famous enough to have the have your words matter because sean is famous enough to have people listen to him yeah and to be clear it's not like he he was he's not an inflammatory personality nope he's like for for anybody knows like the this guy is 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 extremely reserved in this regard he does not you know like make inflammatory remarks he is very very fair very very like conservative when it comes to criticism and like that still wasn't enough i'd be fucked if i worked under riot you know that's again why i'm i'm happy with valve the Even shit i'm that, not happy with valve i'm happy with valve 
even even some of the innocuous stuff that you say on the podcast, even the stuff that is like very fair criticism of Valve, would not be tolerated, from my understanding, from Riot. Because you have people who will listen to you. There are people who listen to the podcast. You are there to be their caster and not to talk about their game, not to criticize their game, not to criticize their workforce, not to criticize their bosses who fart on other people. Like, just, just none of that is something that, that, we, that we should be doing. Um, so I'm glad that Sean found a home. I guess I'm glad that 100 Thieves got a PR win. Um, but, but Riot will just keep on keeping on and ultimately nothing really matter or change because everybody's replaceable. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the dangerous thing about uh esports casting there's uh so many people who want to do it and there's not really the same kind of infrastructure or support system as uh traditional sports commentary has it and the biggest thing is is that there's just not the same amount of money in it mm-hmm. right because we don't have uh ways to be able to monetize esports as well as sports traditional sports does so uh, that means that affects the whole field. It affects production. It affects the talent. It affects the players and team orgs and all that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. and so much of that leads to monopolies. That leads to like developers having a big hand in their esports. Uh, it leads from Twitch having a monopoly on the streaming service. Uh, you know. It's, uh, it's why why so many insiders were so happy when like YouTube came in and was like we're gonna be a big thing in streaming and when like Facebook tried to do their thing, yeah like sometimes they have shitty services but like ultimately the health of the scene is dependent on these other streaming services being competitive because if Twitch is the only person in town they're not gonna pay shit for you to stream on their platform so it's not good. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have anything happy that we can end with? I, 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 I feel I feel like there wasn't much. I feel like there wasn't much joy. Like I didn't provide yeah. people with with much joy today. Should I like make a farting noise into the mic? <laughs> like maybe that'll make someone uh, smile. It it it's it snowed today in Sweden. Opa. I fucking hate snow. Never mind. You went back to the negative thing. I was I was asking for I was asking for for joy and, and cheer. Um, stuck here for another three weeks. That seems like a lot of fun. You get to hang out with your friends. Uh, that business apartment looks great. Your bed looks moderately comfortable. Like I mean, come on. It's it's two different beds again, Joey. Remember? The I two saw that beds pushed together up against the wall. It looks the like crack the crack in the middle. It looks like the actual mattress is like really small and like a futon. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. I also hurt my knee. Oh, dude, do you want to go get MRIs together? Fuck, we're still being negative. <laughs> At this point, I'm just trying to give as many negative things <sighs> as possible. I'm pretty sure that I like tore or mildly or inflamed or did something to one of my left knee ligaments. Oh yeah, is it on the inside? Is it your? No, it's uh, on, it's, it's it's on the outside and in the middle. It, it's it's the middle uh, outside. I I did something to not my ACL, but I believe it's my LCL. Yep, yep, that's the inside. I, I think. And I and I did it. I I did it when we were filming content. So that content better be the fucking 
That better be the best piece of con. I better get some good fucking PR out of that content. That's all I'm saying. Do you actually? That's all I'm saying. That content better show up on Reddit, and people better be saying how funny it was, and I was involved in it. <laughs> because I didn't just fucking fuck up my knee for nothing. God damn it. Do you think it's actually fucked up? Yeah, it'll probably heal on its own. Oh boy. From my from my research done, but I keep tweaking it. So like, I finally bought a like a brace thing to help not do that anymore. What kind of pain are you experiencing? Like, if you step a little funny or twist a little funny, do you get like a, like a sharp like a basically like a... my leg can go up and down very normally, but if it ever goes to like the side in any way, uh, that 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 don't work. Because your LCL is like the stabilizing. Yeah, so you bit. can't you can't rotate. Yeah, basically, yeah. Or like more more accurately, like let's say crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce don't work for me at all. I I'm not a doctor. That doesn't sound too good. Yeah. If you want to, it's, it's not like super painful or anything. If you want to support um, Cap's impending uh, knee surgery, it's it's patreon.com slash side pull. Uh, all, 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 all the money. $100 a month is really going to help me. Maybe in Sweden. If I got it done in Sweden, maybe that $100 a month would be enough. Can, can you just go back over to Romania? Yeah, I'm not, oh, El, believe me. Ellie said there's cheap future. doctors. Ellie said there's cheap yeah. doctors there, right? So you can just... You know. Yeah. No. No. I'm definitely. I'm definitely doing that. What's that called? Tourist medical. T- tour. Medical, me- medical tourism? tourism. Medical tourism. Yeah. Yes. I'm definitely engaging in that. In some of that, for sure. Down the line, I've got some problems that need to be fixed somewhere down the line. Medical tourism is my way out. <laughs> um, small small Patreon update before I. Well, I guess I should ask. Anything else you want to actually talk about? No. Great. Before I wrap up the show and make another shout out to patreon.com slash side poll, I am uh, this month lowering the the question tier to be more economical for people so we <laughs> can nobody's get... nobody's putting in questions? Yeah, but I, I think that, uh, that I miscalculated and, and, and put it a little too high. So almost everybody who is supporting us on Patreon, and by the way, thank you so much, um, is, is at the $5 tier, and I'm going to lower the questions down to $5. Uh, so that we can probably get a lot more of them, potentially get a couple other people to come in. Now, that does leave a void for people who are currently at the $10 tier that they don't have anything special. So we can figure out something for you if, if y'all have a good idea that you want to message us on the on the on, uh, on Cap's Discord in the Sidepole channel or the Patreon channel. We, could, uh, we, we, can, we can chat that out. Or you can just lower the money and no one will be mad about it. I mean, I'll be a little bit mad about it. Cap will be mad about it because he has like, a knee surgery now. And I also might, but TBD on that. Uh, so just just update if you want to ask us a question on next week's show uh, patreon.com slash side poll there will be a post for everybody at five dollars and up where you can just comment your question we'll, we'll, just, we'll just read on the show and it'll send us into some kind of spiraling discussion like normally because we're not normal people uh, I hope that it snows a little bit less because I don't want you to to slip slide all over the place and get even more hurt I couldn't think of anything witty to respond. That's fine. I'll just cut the show off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>